This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. This is Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside Brock Davis. Brock, how are you doing today? Doing good. Just recently, over the weekend, got engaged, and uh, it's been a good week. So What the heck? Congratulations. I didn't even hear about this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man, congratulations. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. This is like actual reaction for me. Wow. Congratulations on that. that that's awesome. That's amazing, man. Thanks. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram because I didn't announce it on Twitter, so that's probably why. That makes sense. I, I'm going to give you. I'll, I'll follow you on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram too much, but I'll, I'll, I'll follow you. Um, well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. You know, I'm. I, you. I don't. Ex- I don't expect an invite. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Let's talk. Let's talk some Angels baseball. I got a. We got a fun kind of fun show. We just going to do a little preview here um, on this next series. Talk a little bit about the Giants series. We're we're recording this at. 3 3 30 in the afternoon on thursday so the game the final game hasn't actually started yet for the angels giants um but you know we're just gonna kind of break that series down a little bit because it hasn't been a great one and everything and we're gonna talk a little bit about the upcoming oakland a's three game set and yeah you know we'll just kind of talk it out but first before we start anything if you like what we have going on here and like the show in general give us a five-star review on apple Apple Music um, means a lot to us. You know, if you want to shoot us an email, you can email us at talkinghalos at gmail.com. You know, throw any ideas for shows your our way. You know, if you have ideas, you just want to rant about the angels, you know, you can talk to us on Twitter. I'm at Jared underscore Tim's Brock. Where are you on Twitter? B-D-R-O-X-8. Yes, go give us follow if you want to rant about the angels at all, because I know that that's probably going to happen at this point. You know, just go ahead and do it. You know, we'll try to get talk about it on the show, you know, just, you know, whatever. So, guys, first, I just, you know, I kind of want to talk about this team in general. And, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty dang positive guy when it comes to that. You know, I, I try my best, you know, but, you know, at this point, you know, what do you what do you really do? You know, I mean, you look at a guy like Justin Upton, he's one for his last 37 and he, he hasn't hit since 2018. He's got another, I believe, two years left on this contract. I mean, at some point, you have to look at a guy like that and say, hey, let's just kind of cut ties. And you have a guy like Brandon Marsh, who's 
basically ready to go down in the minors. Give him a shot, especially in the shortened season. Give him the opportunity. Um, same goes with, you know, a lot of the guys in the bullpen. You know, why is, in a sense, you know, Jacob Barnes and those type of guys, I mean, they've been great. They've been pretty good this year in general, and they've been nice little pickups. Hobie Milner, those type of guys. But when you have some interesting young talent, you know, Chris Rodriguez, heck, I mean, I don't know if Hector Yawn's ready, but he's down there. Might be ready. You know, why, why aren't you giving him a chance? And, and the same thing goes with Joe Adele. You know, Joe Adele's not even playing every day. Why, you know, it, why, why is Justin Upton getting this opportunity? And guys, I apologize for going off on this rant right away. But I mean, at some point you have to look at this team and say, hey, let's start moving forward, you know, into the future. You have the pieces for the future really kind of in play, actually really getting ready. I mean, I don't know if Reed Detmers is really ready yet or, you know, Chris Rodriguez or something like that. But at some point you have to get to that point in the season and cut ties with some players and you just got to get rolling. I, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of frustrating to me, Brock. I'll, I'll let you add on a little bit. If you have anything to add to that whole little rant, you know, I'm for me, I'm a big minor league guy. I just, I just kind of wanted to, you know, I, I know the fruits of the labor. I know that there's some guys down there that can help this team win right now. And you know, it's just something that I would love to see the angels do. Yeah. I, uh, as far as Upton goes, it, it, for me, it's kind of a similar situation that we have had with Pujols uh, across the fan base. Is it's you're paying somebody uh, somewhat big money to play in the big leagues, and it's a lot harder for uh, ownership of a team to swallow their pride and be like, "Hey, you know what? This was a not so great investment. We're at the tail end of this investment, and it's not really working down on the actual field." And for them to move it down the chain to to tell everyone that hey you know we can't do this anymore and uh you know that's the same reason that Pujols has gotten as much playing time as he has in my opinion over the last few years uh you know he's never really been that bad of an rbi machine um i want to say it was 2017 or 18 he led the team in rbis even over trout that he had like 90 something and, um, you know, he's always been there to, to produce some RBIs here and there. But, you know, I would still say he's kind of an eyesore in the field, kind of an eyesore in the lineup. It's more of just a thing where he's a, he's a legend and it's kind of cool to have him in the lineup. But I think the Angels are at a point where the fans are getting impatient with, you know, not winning and, and just continuously losing, not making the playoffs. It gets frustrating. And um, I think it's kind of the same situation with Upton where we're paying both of them money and I don't think ownership is willing to allow at the bottom end, you know, with, with Madden and, and even Epler. Um, I don't think Marino would like to see either one of those guys not getting constant playing time when they're paying them that much money. So at this point, I don't think it's really a bench Upton, let other people play situation. I think it's a attempt to trade to a team that, may or may not use Upton as a DH and get some possible bullpen arms that may or may not work, but might still be more beneficial to our end goal than Justin Upton. Yeah, you know, it's 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 just rough to see these guys go out there and lack confidence, lack leadership, lack everything. I mean, they just, it just, I, I watched, watching the game last night, they get down 5 nothing in, in the fifth inning, and you have a lot of outs to work with there with that offense that you have rolling, and, and it's a good offense, even if you have Justin Upton, Albert Pujols, so those guys 
whoever's slumping, struggling in the mix. But I mean, they just they looked flat. They just weren't there. They're just lacking everything. And you know, at some point, you expect Justin Upton to just you know lose it in a sense. I thought he might you know just go off on an umpire eventually. I mean, this team has showing has shown no passion. You know, and and it's rough to say that. I mean, we would even if we had a 162 game season this year, we'd kind of be at that same spot, the same spot where it's like, dang, this team has shown no passion whatsoever. I don't know how, how, you know, how you change something like that. If it is a simple, you know, somebody getting thrown out of the game, you know, or somebody just completely going off on the team. I'm not sure how, how to do it, but it feels like they're lacking leadership. It feels like they're lacking confidence and it feels like they're lacking passion. And those are three big things that I think that winning teams really have. And, you know, it's it's just kind of shown everywhere. And it, it's just an unfortunate thing. Brock, do you have anything else to add on this before we kind of get to the recap the series and talk about the A series? Uh, I do. I like that you ta- that you mentioned passion because throughout my entire baseball career, I would consider myself always on any team I ever played on. I was in the top two, if not the most passionate guy on the field. And I think it adds a whole new perspective to the rest of the team, to the crowd, to the other team. When, uh, like, Cole Calhoun is a perfect example. When that dude made a catch, when that dude did something clutch, you knew it. Cole Calhoun was one of my favorites on the Angels when he was on on our team for that specific reason of just that that fire. And exactly like you said, I would say the most passionate players we have on our team right now are Trout and Fletcher. And both of them are pretty calm guys, and you won't even really gen- generally know how fired up they are most of the time. And uh, I think that that's kind of something that I've been missing recently with the Angels. Is it's just like, man, I wish that you know whether it's a good thing that happens or a bad thing that happens. I just want to just want to see something. I want to see emotion. I want to see um, you know them getting fired up about something, and. You know, believe it or not, the most recent thing that I saw that kind of made me happy in a way was Trout for the first time in my life ever seeing him argue with the umpire. And I was just like, dang. And I was like, all right, well, that's a little something, I guess. But it's just, yeah, it it sucks, man. I I just wish that this season, like, I, I have a whole different vibe than I did last podcast. Last podcast, I was head to head still up. And now I'm kind of just... 8 and 17 with the way that the A's are playing and, and the Astros are still holding ground. They're not doing super great, but they're not doing bad. They're holding their ground. It's just hard for me to see us making a comeback with the way that you said, you know, like you said, the passion and the leadership is lacking and something's not clicking. And I just, it's going to take a miracle. Yeah, no, and I'll, I'll end it on this, you know, and I don't know if it's going to be, this is going to be it, what it, you know, this is going to be the solution, but you know, I don't think it is, but what if just the hypothetical, what if Mike Trout got ejected from a game? Like, what would that show? Like, that's not the way he ever is. And I, that's not the way he's raised. I mean, you go down the chain and you know, <laughs> the whole fan, it's a family thing. Like Trout would never do that just because it looks not great on him. But I mean, you look at guys around the league that, you know, Bryce Harper, I, I'm trying to think if Mookie's ever gotten ejected, but you know, you have some of those guys and that's kind of, you know, that, that kind of is something that gets the team going. You look at what um, Liriano did 
you know, I, I felt like that kind of got got the A's, you know, going still, you know, like, all right, let's let, let's get it going here. I, I, I don't know, you know, but for me, it, the big thing is passion and leadership. And we're just lacking, lacking, lacking that with the Angels. And it's it's a it's an unfortunate situation, but it kind of is what it is right now. And I think we'll just kind of leave it at that, guys. So let's just start off with kind of recapping this giant series like i said we've only seen three games we're recording this on thursday at about three o'clock so honestly i'm just going to kind of assume you know that the angels may actually pull this game off tonight i could be totally wrong and i hope i'm not but and i might be jinxing it but I, i'm thinking that the angels may pull this game out tonight um and that would have them split it against the giants and it was just a rough series in general wasn't it brock <laughs> Oh man, uh, absolutely. It was, you want me to break it down? Yeah, yeah, I know you did a little bit of a breakdown on it. So yeah, if you want to kind of break it down a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah, so game one was the game that we won with Lestella's walk-off jack. And I found this interesting. I, I think I saw something on Twitter about this, but I went through and broke it down myself. But our one through five in our lineup went 10 for 20. So hit for 500 and had all seven RBIs of our seven runs. Our six through nine, Went two for 15 with zero runs batting in, or runs batted in, sorry. Uh, Canning through that day, he threw four and two-thirds with three runs, two Ks, and zero walks. Uh, so what that tells me is, you know, looking on paper, you would have thought that our lineup would have been a little bit stronger, one through nine. Um, and clearly with Upton having the issues he's been having and, and, uh, and all that, some of the lineup just not clicking specifically our one through five was really the only people who did anything that game at all. Um, as far as canning goes, uh, not a terrible start. Uh, typically I would like to see him more around the four to six K range. Uh, however, I do like the fact that he didn't, he didn't walk anybody. Uh, so that's big for me. Uh, game two. Uh, broke it down just the whole lineup because it was pretty much just bad all the way around. Uh, went five for 29 with a uh, big thing for me in this game specifically was we left 12 on base, uh, which is just unacceptable for games that you want to win. You can't leave 12 on base. If you're only going to get five hits and you're going to leave 12 guys on base, then that's basically seven guys that got on base by other means. And those are opportunities that you could execute on that, that they just didn't. Uh, that was the game that Bundy threw. I think we all thought we were going to win this game because Bundy was on the mound. Uh, he had a little bit of a mishap. Uh, he walked too many people. He had four walks uh, and only three Ks. Uh, so he wasn't Kang as much. It seemed like his control was a little bit off that day than it was in the previous starts. He gave up four runs and two jacks. Um, I think it kind of threw him off right off the get-go when Yastrzemski hit that, hit that solo jack. Man, he freaking he cranked that one. And I think kind of... I think it kind of messed up Bunny for the rest of the start. He just didn't seem like he was on top of it like he was in his previous ones. Still didn't throw terribly, but just not what we would have expected from him. Um, and game three, <laughs> game three was just rough. Whole lineup was six for 33 with 13 strikeouts and 11 left on base. Uh, so that, that one was just offense was just not clicking at all whatsoever. And it was definitely rough to watch yeah you know and i mean you go back to that game one canning looked better than he did the start before for sure you know he didn't have it all working for him but he battled you know battled the team battled in general it was one of those games where you know it kind of felt like oh you know angels are going to kind of look like we're going to get going up in the right direction here 
And then you get to the second game, Bundy wasn't as hot. The changeup wasn't working as well. The offense was kind of not where it wanted to be, and, you know, just kind of everything fell apart. You know, we had late, some late-inning runs. The game might have been a little bit closer than what the score actually says by a couple runs. But regardless, it was just not not it. You know, Bundy wasn't feeling it. It was a hot day, whatever you want to make, whatever excuses you want to make for it. You get to the game last night. They get down 5 nothing. a couple of home runs that were hit, and it just felt like in the fifth inning the game was already over. There was no way that this team was going to come back, and it just... The it, you could just kind of feel it in a sense, you know. They lack the passion to want to come back in the game, and I, you know, it, it like we talked about before, that passion might have gotten them somewhere. And I know that you guys are going to be like, say, Jared, what are you talking about? Passion doesn't win ball games. Well, you know, it's one of I those disagree. things. I, I I I do too. You know, I think that I've seen games where you know you're struggling going into the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, and something happens, and it just changes the momentum and. The passion in the game changes for you guys, you know. It, it, it's just something I I can't tell you. I don't know what it is, but you can just get a feeling, you know, that you're always going to come back and win. I don't know if it's luck. I don't know what it is, but it's there's something in it. I mean, I've, I played baseball for 20, 21 years, and it's just something that you feel in a game that I, I don't know. I just haven't felt it this year with the Angels, and I, I, I couldn't tell you what it is. But... Yeah, you know, you got you just better you got you got to kind of hope that tonight's game goes a little bit better and you can split and then you have the A's for 3 and honestly, I it, I think we can kind of move on to the A's series. I think the Angels have played the A's fairly well. And mm-hmm. if you don't if you I mean take away their win losses, I mean, and people again are going to say Jared w- wins and losses. If you've watched any of the Angels and A's series, it's they've all been fairly close. I mean, Milner gave up a grand slam in in, in the 10th inning. Um, you know, they, every game has been almost within three runs, it feels like, and it's been kind of a late inning. It's, it's been, if the offense wasn't working, the pitching was good. You know, if the pitching wasn't good, the bullpen wasn't very good. I mean, it's been, it's been one little thing against the A's. And honestly, this whole, this whole season could be a little bit different when the angels played the A's. They could have taken, I think they played seven games. They could have taken five of seven instead of two of seven or whatever, Whatever it is off the top of my head. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, how you feel about the Angels playing the A's, but I've really felt like the Angels have played the A's really, really well this, this season. Yeah, no, I agree. That, that first season that we had of the year, uh, you know, we've really competed almost, almost every game with the A's that I can remember. Any, any loss that we had, it, it didn't seem like it was a blowout by any means. And, uh, I mean, that... That grand slam to Olsen, I don't think there's even really an excuse for that other than Olsen just freaking guessed where it was coming and smacked it. He turned and burned on it, and it, he, he on off. destroyed that ball. Yep. And, and you know, there's nothing really – a lot of people, I think, and, and, you know, you and me can relate really well on this because there's a lot of unquantifiable things that go into baseball that people that – didn't play baseball growing up or play not even really growing up, but played baseball for a long period of time. Don't understand some of the things that go into the game that you can't quantify or really understand if you didn't play. And passion's a huge one of them or is, is a huge one. And another big one is, you know, the fact that sometimes you just get beat and it doesn't necessarily mean that one guy did something wrong it just means that you got beat and it's professional baseball, especially in professional baseball. Somebody has to win. 
no matter what, every single pitch, every single at bat, somebody has to win or lose in that, in that battle. And just because the guy that loses doesn't mean that he made a mistake or that he did something wrong or that he chose the wrong pitch. That guy, the, the hitter just won. And that's just how baseball works. And so I think that's something that's lost in the game where sometimes you just got to look at the TV and just be like, Hey, you know what? Like we freaking lost that battle. Like end of story. Like instead of always trying to find somebody to blame, which is so easy to do, just remember you're watching professional baseball where every single guy that's playing up there has put blood, blood, sweat, and tears to get where he is. And he's a legitimate ball player, whether or not his stats show that in professional baseball or not. I'm here to tell you that to get to professional baseball, it's severely, severely difficult. And if you're there, you mean business and you play really good ball. And dude, there always has to be a winner and a loser. End of story. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, playing at a high level, it's just something different. I, I don't, I couldn't tell you, you know, I mean, I just, if you weren't, if you didn't play there, you, you just, you kind of don't understand. I mean, you can sit behind a computer screen on Twitter and talk about it all you want and say, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? But until you get there, it's, it's a very, it's a very difficult thing to understand. Um, so for the Oakland A's, um, they still have one more game tonight against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've already lost two of three against the Diamondbacks. So in a sense, you got to kind of hope the D-backs will kind of take it to them tonight. Um, some probable pitchers for this series are, I haven't pulled up here, uh, I think the first game is going to be Fires against Heaney, which is a nice little matchup. The Angels usually hit Fires pretty hard. If you want to get um, a certain somebody in the Angels lineup going, uh, Michael Fi- Mike Fires is the guy to throw against him. And by that somebody, I mean Mike Trout. Um, just absolutely crushes Fires. Um, game two, it looks like it's going to be Chris Bassett, Bassett sorry, against Griffin Canning. Which, again, it depends on kind of which Griffin Canyon you're going to get, you know. Um, is he going to come out here walking or is he going to come out here and show that little bit of passion, a little bit of edge that we we saw last year and a little bit into this year? And, you know, is he going to, you know, really shove that game? And then I think game three, we're going to see Frankie Montez and Dylan Bundy. And again, you know, Montez has been a pretty good starting pitcher this year for him. They have a good bullpen still. Um, they're going to be coming off the Arizona Diamondbacks series either splitting it or losing two of three so it's uh it's a good time for the angels to jump on them and see if they can you know take a couple more and again you know the road the road to coming back starts tonight for the angels if they take it um against the giants and the a's lose that's another game that you can go into o- you can go into oakland and take three from them because i think all three games are winnable i think that the angels you know really match up well minus the bullpen which is a big thing but you know, even if the Angels bullpen's on, I think it's a, it's very similar to what the A's are. So, I mean, you take three from the A's and you're kind of right back in that mix again. But, you know, you got to start playing games to win them and you got to start showing a lot of passion. You know, I think that that's going to be the, the big theme, theme moving forward is how much passion can this team show? You know, it, if something happens tonight, is Joe Madden going to go out there and absolutely, you know, light up an umpire? You know, I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you, but... You know, we'll we'll have to just kind of wait and see on this. Um, so, Brock, any um, let's let's move on to predictions. I guess we got a couple minutes. Um, predictions for this series? Uh, well, for the for the Heaney Fires, I'm going Angels. Uh, for Game Two, Canning Bassett, I'm going A's. And for Game Three, Bundy Montas, I'm going Angels. So I think we're going to take two out of three 
and uh, hopefully we can get the dub tonight against the Giants, and I'd be very happy taking two out of three against the A's, and we'd be winning three out of, three out of our next four. And uh, hopefully, like you said, the the A's lose the D-backs tonight, and I would be pretty happy with, uh, with the outcome of that. And uh, I won't go into it yet because I, I want you to close it out real quick with uh, what you have to say, but I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Tatis situation. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% down with that. I think that's a good good kind of place to end it on, to be honest. But for my predictions, I'm right with you there. On paper, I think the Angels can easily take two of three. Um, would it surprise me if they swept them? Absolutely not. It, would it surprise me if they got swept? Absolutely not. But like I said, I think the theme for the series moving forward is show passion. You know, show passion towards this game. Um, act like, in a sense, you kind of want to be there. You know, so that is, that's kind of where I'm at with this. I think that the this three game set against the A's totally winnable series, you know, and a good way to get, get the wheels moving. Um, you know, the West in general, whether you're playing the AL or the NL is not an easy thing. I mean, you can see that here, you pick up, you, you get a hot, you know, a couple hot bats in the giants, Shrimsky and Solano and, you know, Brandon belts getting hot. And you look at the Dodgers series, Cody Bellinger's getting hot. I mean, none of these teams are easy to play out West. And I mean, I'm not making any excuses there, but you know, none of these teams are easy. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, I think a fun ride home. And I think the angels can really start winning some ball games here. So I guess, you know, let's kind of move on to that last topic. I would love to talk about the Tatis thing a little bit. I think that that's a super fun and relevant, you know, conversation if we want to throw it down for two, three minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, um, and I have a feeling that you're going to be on the same page with me on this, uh, playing baseball for as long as both of us did. I think that, um, people saying anything about how Tatis handled that situation is complete bull. Uh, no matter what, I, I think if you're playing little league and uh, you're playing a team that, you know, is like bottom of the barrel, like is the worst team. And you got it. The score is 15 to zero. And for whatever reason, there's no mercy rule. Uh, there's a difference between what Tatis did and what we would call running it up on him is the slang term in the baseball world. Uh, when you're destroying the team and you, there's an obvious disadvantage from the beginning of the game, uh, you don't want to run it up on him, which means you're not going to get a single and try to steal second, steal third, and just play small ball and just try to score as many runs as possible. That's a different story. Uh, when you're in professional baseball and you got a 3-0 count, it don't matter how many people are in base. It don't matter what the score is. You're going out there. You're getting paid money to play the best baseball that you could possibly play regardless. And no matter what, regardless of whether it's the 30th worst team in baseball or whether it's the Yankees or the Dodgers, it does not matter. Every single team that's in professional baseball has the ability to make a comeback uh, at any point, any time. Uh, and for me, that, that it... It doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. The the whole unwritten rule of, oh, well, he shouldn't be swinging at a 3-0 count because they're already winning by X amount of runs. Absolutely not. Because you know you do not know what could have happened in that next inning. The Rangers could have scored seven in that next inning. The Rangers could have scored six in the inning following that. And then you, they would look back and be like, well, Tatis wanted to swing, but he didn't because the unwritten rule that doesn't exist where you can't swing in a 3-0 count with the bases loaded and a big lead. So for me, I think it's absolute bull. And uh, if, if they want to somehow incorporate some sort of rule where 
managers don't want players to be swinging with the X amount of run lead, then uh, let's go ahead and make a mercy rule in baseball, or uh, let's go ahead and make a, not even a mercy rule, but a surrender. Um, and if a manager's over it and he thinks that they have no chance of winning, then okay, we'll go ahead and you can walk out to the umpire and let everybody in the crowd, well, not this year, but let every everybody that's watching on TV and everybody on that field know that you're quitting and you could go out to the umpire and say, hey, we're done. Uh, we don't want to face Tatis with the bases loaded and uh, 3-0 count and uh, we're done. We quit. We're going to go home. You guys can take the win. Bye. Because the way that they're acting towards Tatis, they're basically asking him to do the same thing. They're basically asking him to surrender his at-bat and surrender the possibility of him scoring more runs for his team and getting better stats for his career and his season for an MVP run because they're upset that they're losing by X amount of runs. It's it's pitiful to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and you know, side note on that, please let's not ever bring up any type of mercy rule to uh, Rob Manfred because he may actually do it. Um, yeah. That, just side note on that, let's not ever bring that up to him. It's a um, ridiculous rule. I'm not a fan of mercy rule, but I'm just saying hypothetically, oh, yeah. if this is how we're going to go about Tatis's situation, then then let's make another option. Then if that's how if that's how it's going to be. Exactly. No, I'm 100 on that with you. I I couldn't. I mean, if I'm gonna, I'll point a couple things. 20 plus years in baseball for me, I've never heard of that before. That's an absolute joke. I mean, I don't know what like, I don't know what the Rangers are even thinking about doing there. Um, second off, if if you don't if you don't like it, why why are you pitching in a 3-0 count to him? You know, like third off. I think the game was still less, like maybe a six run game. Might have been like eight two at the time. I don't even. I honestly, I don't even know what it was but come on now and he didn't pimp it any or anything like that it wasn't anything crazy you know it was just swinging at a 3-0 count whatever you know let it go your fault you pitched you made the bad pitch to one of the best hitters in baseball you know that 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 that's you a couple another point what is the i can't think of his name right now the padres manager doing coming out and saying oh, i gave him a take that is that's that's rough as well. I'll, I I gotta say that you know you don't throw your own guy under the bus. And and third, there's no reason for Fernando Tatis to to ever apologize for that. You know, I mean, it's baseball. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you work with it. So I think kind of that's that's all we got for today. You got any final thoughts on anything baseball related? Uh, no, not really. I just uh, hopefully don't have any pain or misery watching the game tonight yep no I, i'm i'm with you on that you know i i did we said it before the Giants series i feel like this is a time to kind of turn it around i feel like tonight could be that time i i don't know you know it's getting it's getting to be that time and i know i think one of the next podcasts we'll have is a uh, a, a trade deadline you know talk about what we think the angels are going to do and this is going to this these next couple games this next series is going to come down to it so um yeah, I have no other thoughts on that. Hopefully, the Angels can pull out a couple, a uh, couple of victories here. So, Brock, where can we find you on Twitter again? BDROX8. Yes, go follow Brock on Twitter. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow uh, Talking Halos at Talking Halos. I think it's Talking Halos. Um, yes, and so guys, for everything, thank you for listening for this so much. It means so much to all of us. Um, we appreciate it, and good night. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey.
can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.